Palace, good morning to Deirdre Maguire from DeirdreMaguire.com is with us here in the studio. And today, daily practices. We don't give them enough thought, do we? We can make them make them special. Is that the is that the idea? Well I can absolutely claim that when I improved my daily practices, my daily habits that the quality of my life radically, radically improved. Um, too often I find, you know, with clients that they, we want the big thing. You know, you, you have this dream of something, but you find that it's maybe impossible. You don't know how to get it. And the secret to it is, is to decide what the big goal is, what it is you want, and then really reverse engineer it. You know, chunk it down, chunk it back. And... Um, you know, the importance of daily practices. The truth is that we get ba- better at what we practice. You know, too many people think that you have to be naturally good, that you're either naturally good at something or you're naturally bad at it. And instead of seeing that um, in that way, see the skill as being something we've practiced a lot. And the more we practice it, the better we get at it. Just, just on that, when I studied as a physical education teacher... There used to be the mantra, practice makes perfect. But we had a tutor who said, practice makes permanent. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're perfect at it. Because if you keep repeating it, you will get better at doing it the way that you do it. And you're permanently going to do it like that. But it doesn't mean perfection. Practice doesn't make perfect. You've got to be practice, practicing it properly to make it perfect. Well, absolutely. It's the same as a good habit or a bad habit. You keep practicing it, you keep doing it, you keep getting it. And there are two things in there, Frank. Um, One of them that I would say is you don't have to do it perfectly. Uh, you know, sometimes people get caught up in perfectionism so they don't attempt anything at all because they have to get it right and they're crippled with, I don't know if you've ever had that, but do you ever have anything like that where you, it needs to be perfect therefore you don't do it at all so if you're one of those people um, who can't actually get started because it has to be perfect honestly, perfection is the lowest form of living Perfection is the lowest form of living because it's a way of keeping ourselves out of the game. You know, it's a protective mechanism where we just say, well, I'll not do it at all. And then if I don't do it at all, then at least I will never have failed. Mm. Because what's actually driving you is really a fear of failure. Does yeah. that, does yeah, that I, sense? I understand. Like, I, I like to see myself as someone who started at the bottom and worked my way down. <laughs> and go and going steadily down every day. Uh, do you have good practices? Do you have anything that you do daily that is? What are your daily? But how do you start the day? How do I start the day? Well, I start the day. I, I I'm a great believer in having a good breakfast. You know, I couldn't leave the house without a good breakfast. Yes. So I'm a porridge man. You know, I mm-hmm. I need to have my porridge, and then I'm, you know, I like to have time to get the bicycle out and get the lights on and the high vis on and the helmet on. I like to set aside time to do that. Or if I'm using the train, I like to walk to the train. So I'm getting fresh air. I'm getting a bit of vibe. And if I'm on the train, then a good walk, twenty minute walk from the train station to here getting out at an earlier stop, which is uh, gives me longer distance to walk. So I like arriving here 
ready to do this program. I wouldn't like to arrive dopey. So that, that's <laughs> that, that's a that's a <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> you're a terrible woman. <laughs> so. you, you, you have no thoughts that you might have been born dopey. <laughs> <laughs> so I like to kick off any dopey restrictions that I naturally carry. I just and, couldn't resist that one. I have so. to get them in when they're there because I know they're coming back at me hard and fast. Not at all. <laughs> so th- that's my approach to the day to arrive full of what they used to say on the old tin that cleaned the sink, Vim. <laughs> God saves, now you really are giving your age away. Yes, I uh, was late this morning. I was caught in traffic and uh, it's the first time that it's ever been like that for me and it reminded me of the way I used to live and um, I don't do that now. Uh, I allow myself time and it all can roll right back to our self-esteem, what, how we value ourselves and when we value ourselves, we embrace better practices and I, you know, I'm always saying this uh, to clients and, uh, you know, when you come to me, this is the first place that we look at. What are you doing daily and how can you improve it? You know, um, so here are like three steps, um, you know, identify the area that you want to improve in. You know, uh, start looking at somewhere that you would like to improve. Um, that sounds like a good routine that you have to start the day because it's almost meditative. Um, you know, we, we talk about um, going inside and um, you were talking earlier on to Kim and the effect of, you know, social media on life generally. And there's such an epidemic, a pandemic of it at the minute that we really need to, uh, it serves us to set aside time to actually go inside. So when, when you're walking at that point, Frank, would you have the phone or would the phone be turned off? No, no, I've got a little pair of earbuds and I'm listening to Morris and I'm getting more vibe, you know, and I'm coming through the streets. And you know what I do? I stop at at, uh, this cafe. I think it's it's called, I think it's, I can't remember what it's called. I think it's called Bread. It's it's very close to the train station, but they sell donuts and buns and it's just, I think it's it called you? Bread Bakery. I, I'm I'm not sure what's it. It's like a blackish building, and it's very colourful lights in the window, and it's on the walk into the train station, and they're just opening when I'm walking past. And any morning I'm on the train, I get this deep intake of oh, the smell of that food is fantastic. Now I never go and eat it because it's full of calories, mm-hmm. but I love the smell of it. And you know, so I'm I'm very aware as you're saying about. While I'm walking, and it's the same with cycling, I'm aware of the smells. Sometimes the smells are bad, sometimes the smell of traffic fumes. But you're very aware of the smells, and when a beautiful smell gets you, mm-hmm. you just want to inhale it one more time. Mm-hmm. I wish I knew what that place was called, but it's in the it's in the train station. Well, somebody, somebody will text in, phone you, and tell you what it is. So, um, so the importance of setting the big goal. And you remember, I was asking you how you go on with the weight loss. Um, you set your your goal to lose your stone, and uh, so. I'm just asking, how's that going? Are you doing anything about it? Have you forgotten about it? And if no, I haven't forgotten about it. I'm probably still January eating as opposed to February or March eating. I've tried to cut down, but what I have done is they cut. They didn't cut trees. Trees fell on our road. Three of them fell, and the guys were so busy that they just cut them into sizable chunks and threw them back into the hedge. And I spent the weekend digging them out of the hedge, putting them into a wheelbarrow. Wheeling them the whole way to our house for the old 
you know, for the old furnace. And um, it was like it was like gym workout, but at the same time, yep. I did that for two and a half days. And, uh, you know, Morris was joking about me being lumberjack-like, but the amount of feel-good that yep. that gave me, and, you know, logs are seven pound a bag, you know what I mean? So I knew that was you, coming. You couldn't, I, I, it. you couldn't beat it. So I, I saw that, I saw the bags out in the street, fiver for a bag of, <laughs> you're selling them. Uh, yeah, so uh, you're, you're focused, you've, you've got that goal, and if I keep putting it in front of you, if I keep putting that goal in front of you and keep reminding you of it, there's something in the subconscious mind that pays attention to that, and that's why it's important to keep your goal in front of you every day, chunk it down to good daily practices, identify the areas for improvement, cultivate daily micro practices. Consistent daily micro micro practices add up over time. And the third thing you can do is, you know, reflect and adapt. Periodically assess your progress. How are you getting on with it? Are you doing well with it? Well, I'm not passing as much remarks on it as I should. You keep reminding me on a f- Monday and I feel guilty. But yes, I've lost weight since Christmas and I've, I'm fitter since Christmas. But I've got until Easter, you know, give me a chance. No, you see, see how defensive you are there? You see, I'm just asking you. So you have what's called a guilty program running. So as soon as I say something to you, you start to feel it hits your guilty, the program in you that's guilty and you start defending yourself. I, I didn't judge you. I just asked you in a supportive way how are you getting on with it so what we're doing is keeping it in front of you so you will be aware of it and how are you going to feel when you achieve your goal well, I will feel very satisfied because I will then know that I'm, you know, now in a 32 waist as opposed to a 34. I can't do anything about my 30 leg length, but at least my belt notch will be one back. All those sorts of little signs make me feel young, vibrant and virile. Well, that's the most important thing. Those feelings that you said at the end of that, young, vibrant and virile, your words, uh, if they activate in you a sense of well-being, that's where the good juice is, the, the emotions. So when you keep activating those emotions and, you know, every day say, I'm so happy now that I am young. What did you say, young? Vibrant and virile. Vi- vibra- vibrant and virile. Just a load of things beginning with V. So but, so now that you're young, vibrant and virile and remind yourself of that every day and uh, maybe put it on your phone as you're staring at it now and uh, remind yourself of your the way you want to feel and then you're actually bringing yourself into the future now. That's what you're actually doing and then you're less likely to, I know you're not doing it anyway, but if you're walking past a bakery shop someone else might give in to the smell and say, okay, I'm just going to go in and get a donut or whatever it is, but but you're not doing that because you're focused. You've got your goal in front of you. You are practising feeling the feeling of the wish fulfilled, okay? Um, This is a quote by a man called Neville Goddard, a famous American author and mystic, and he said, assume the feeling, the feeling is what's important, assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled. So you've already got the feeling of having the weight off, of feeling that virile feeling, and you're actually living in that now. So you're bringing the future into the present and then you will achieve your goal more easily. So my winning formula, I'm talking to myself here because he's, I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> Analyze your activities, plan your week, map out your activities, take action in the spirit of expectancy. 
Okay, so that's really, really important. That's another way of saying stay in the good feelings. Um, ask yourself better questions. What steps can you take to move closer and create a winning formula every day? How are you going to feel on the 31st of March, Frank? I'm going to feel very good, but you're treating me now like a client. This is broadcasting. And when I'm controlling other screens here in the actual radio studio, yes. you continue to broadcast. You scold me if I lose eye contact with you. Yes. I am not a client. I am a presenter on the radio programme. I am not someone whose mind you are trying to turn for your benefit or for the benefit of the the client who is subscribing to Dirty McGuire from DirtyMcGuire.com. You're talking to the audience. If I'm preoccupied with another screen because the next project is coming up on the radio program, you have to concentrate on what you're doing. You don't have to have my eye contact all the time. I am not a patient in a surgery. I didn't say you were a patient in a surgery. Neither are you a patient, nor are you a client. But it's really interesting that I can look at that with curiosity, not judgment. So obviously what's important to me is eye contact. I'm a person who needs eye contact because someone else might need someone to listen to them. You know, you know you've heard... The, every time I look away from you, you yes. scold me. You, you don't always scold me on air, but you, you sort of, you know... I get a shuffle as if to say, come back and listen to me. I'm not, I'm not ignoring you. I can walk and chew gum at the same time. I'm, I'm listening to you. So, so this is the art of broadcasting then, that you're not, I don't, you see, and I don't know because I've never done it with anybody else. So someone else who's a broadcaster could say, Deirdre, he is absolutely BSing you and that that's just his way of getting out of it. But for me, if I am speaking to you, engagement is eye contact. I know. You expect me to look into your eyes the whole time. Okay, because I'm now focused on your pupils. Go ahead. Talk. <laughs> well, now I've finished talking. Uh, what were you saying? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it is good advice. There's a lot of positive info coming through there. A lot of positive commentary. So if you were saying through. that you were listening to me, you'd be able to tell me back I what would. I was saying. I would, but I haven't the time. It's 11.26. Deirdre Maguire from DeirdreMaguire.com.